the sanctuary and fills your heart. Let's just tell the Lord thank you on this morning. Hallelujah to the name of the most glorious high God, Jehovah God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the one who woke us up this morning, the one who put breath in our bodies, the one who gave us food to eat, the one who gives us clothes to wear, the one who gives us cars to drive. He gives us the home that we live in. The one who gives us whatever financial resources we have. The one who takes care of us, protects us from danger, seen and unseen. Oh, glory, hallelujah to his name. You're worthy, Lord. You're worthy, Lord. You're worthy, Lord. You're worthy, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 You deserve all the honor. You deserve all the praise. You deserve it. You deserve it. Glory, hallelujah. You deserve it. Amen. 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 You may be seated. So grateful that you, first of all, that the Lord gave us another Sunday to come into his house of worship here at Ronald Salem Missionary Baptist Church. We're located just outside of the beautiful town of Garysburg. We're located in wonderful Northampton County, North Carolina, and we're just so grateful to be here on this Sunday morning. The first Sunday in the month of July, church family this year is flying. This year is flying by. We're already seven months in 
We'll be celebrating the new year soon if the Lord were to say so. But until that time, we're just going to take it one day at a time, trusting the Lord. Amen. Our church motto is that this is the end of your search for a friendly church. And as I look around this congregation this morning, I, 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 everybody that I see here, I, I truly believe you really believe that and you do your very best to live up to that. Our church mission which guides our paths, what we are trying to achieve is that we want to be obedient to what the Lord Jesus himself commanded just before he ascended back into heaven. It's found in the Gospel of St. Matthew, the 28th chapter, verses 19 and 20. Jesus himself said, Go ye therefore, talking to us, and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teach them to remember all things, whatever I uh, taught you. And he said, um, and I'll be with you always. Oh, that's a beautiful promise. I'll be with you always, even, even until the end of the world. Amen. We are so grateful every Sunday. Uh, we've been back in the church now officially a full month. So let's just thank the Lord for that. Been back inside, I'll say it that way, in the sanctuary. And it's been wonderful. And just thank all of you for being here. And, of course, I know we've got some folks uh, who are with us by way of Facebook. I'm kind of getting out of order, but that's okay. Uh, we got folks who are with us by way of Facebook. We thank God for them. We have others who are in on our conference calling line. We thank God for them. And we have some who are in the parking lot outside. We thank God for them. <clears throat> and we have to thank the Lord Jesus for Derek and April and Jasmine and Steve because they are here and they're dedicated to being here before we get here to get all this equipment uh, on and going to make sure that the folk who do come in by way of Facebook, the folk who do come in on our conference line, and the folk in the parking lot can still participate in service even though they're not in the sanctuary or in the fellowship hall. So can we just thank the Lord for these dedicated young people. Our ushers are on the post. Thank, thank God for them uh, and just thank God for our church family in general. Musicians, Steve and Elijah and Marvin and Rick, come on, let's thank the Lord for them on this Sunday morning. And uh, do you sing, dear? You do. You sing, too. Alright, so one of these, one of these Sundays, uh, Marvin's wife is going, well, I don't know, we don't want to put too much stress on her now because she, as they say in the biblical days, she's with child. So we're going to put too much stress on her. But one of these days soon now, you can, come on, come on, turn back and say, let it rip. And you're going to have to be ready to show off now. Okay, to God be the glory. Uh, come on, gentlemen, and give us uh, a selection and then we'll continue on in service.
see what the Lord has done. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let me just quickly uh, share some, a few announcements. First of all, let me apologize to my church family because I failed to say to you all on last Sunday, the fourth Sunday in the month of June, thank you so much for your very generous and very loving uh, gift that you shared with me, both the church family and the pastor's aid, those, the, the two groups together. Thank you so much for the, the wonderful, loving gift you shared with me for Father's Day. I want you to know how much I greatly appreciate it, and I ask you to forgive me for, for, for forgetting to say that to you on last Sunday, but thank you so very much. The next thing I want to make sure that I share with you is that um, on Wednesday, July the 14th, which is Wednesday after this Wednesday, if the Lord says so. I've been asked uh, to preach over at Chapel Hill in just outside of Emporia. It's, it's one of the churches that Reverend Maxine Bradley Kane is the pastor of. Them. We all know Reverend Bradley Kane. We know her. We love her. Uh, she's from Northampton County, so we, 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 we love her to death. And so um, they're having revival. And so on um, Wednesday the 14th, which is Wednesday after this one coming, if the Lord says so, I will be preaching at Chapel Hill uh, at 7 o'clock. And uh, I'll ask Miss Lola or Brother Jesse or someone, Miss Jean, will have information, give you more information when, it get, when we get closer to it. But basically, it's very simple to get there. Just get on 95 North, and when you get outside of Emporia, when you get exit number 17, you take exit 17, which is an exit to your right, and when you get to the top of the road, turn back to the left and the church is down the road on the right. But like I said, we'll give you more directions. It's not hard to get there. But on, on um, July 14th, if the Lord allows, at 7 o'clock I'll be preaching at Chapel Hill over uh, just outside of Emporia in Greensville County. I am so, so happy to share two different pieces of information uh, on this Sunday morning. First of all, um, my sister in Christ, and, and by the way, let me go ahead and acknowledge Reverend Brenda Phillips and uh, Reverend Evelyn Lee this right now. Thank the Lord for both of them uh, being back with us. Reverend Lee went out of town and got a tan. You, you, you can see it all over her. She got a tan. You know, she was out sunning, having a good time, but, you know, I ain't going to tell all her business. But uh, <laughs> anyway, glad that they're here. But I, I'm so happy to share two pieces of information. Um, Reverend Phillips' granddaughter, Natasha, who most of us have known her since she was a wee, wee bitty girl. And she's a, a grown woman now, uh, finished UNC Chapel Hill two, three years ago now, and a couple of years ago now, has been doing real well, worked in the Northampton, Halifax County area for the school system in Halifax County for the past two years. Uh, Natasha has accepted a job in the Raleigh-Durham area, so she will be moving away soon um, to take on her new job. And, and I, I want us to do this. I want us to thank the Lord, certainly for opening that door of opportunity, but I want us to thank the Lord for, for Calvin and Brenda and how they have over the years just labored in the Lord to raise their granddaughter up into the wonderful, wonderful woman 
that she has become. So I, I just want to acknowledge that. Uh, I also want to acknowledge the fact that, um, and some of you all know this, uh, Holly um, Price, Holly is in Houston now. Uh, Kenneth and Paula and um, Kenetra, they took Holly to Houston last week, and she's in Houston. She's settled in. She's working for a KIPP school in Houston, Texas. And so Holly is in Houston. She's settled in, and she's doing well. And uh, Kenneth and Paula got back last week, so that, that's, a, that's a wonderful thing. And last but not least, and this one's real special to me, um, for 16 years, Miss uh, April Danielle Allen labored and did her very best uh, to help the students of Halifax County uh, when she worked there first at Northwest Halifax and then later at Enfield Middle School. And uh, it was a labor of love. It, there were some days that were tough, and all you all in public education, you, you can relate to some of the things that April experienced, because some of you all just year two or three removed from being uh, teachers or other positions that you had in the school system. You know how challenging it is. But she's been faithful, believing the Lord for a change and the Lord has brought that season of change. And so uh, beginning this month, April has accepted a position to be, let me get this right, I'm going to read it. She is the event coordinator for the Rocky Mount Chamber of Commerce. So let's thank the Lord for that. So April has a new position that she is so excited about, and certainly excited for her, that she will um, begin this month. And uh, even though it's over in Rocky Mount, she still plans to stay right where she is and she'll still be with us um, and supporting us in all the different ways that she does. Now, it gives me great pleasure to share another wonderful piece of information. And uh, I'm not going to share it. I'm going to let the, the, the two people who are involved with it share it with you. So, Tim, come on. Come on. Come, uh, yes, yeah, come on, dear. Come on. Yeah, they ain't. Look, you in it now. You might, you ain't, 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 don't, don't be dragging now. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm in it now, huh? Good morning, everybody. Good morning. I would... Look, go on, do what you're supposed to do, boy. Go on. I would just like to introduce to Roanoke Salem Missionary Baptist Church, Miss Donna Winstead. Amen. Stay right there. Don't go nowhere. You've been with us before. I want you to know that um, we will do our very best to make you feel welcome and at home. I don't think, and I, and I say this in all sincerity, I don't think there's a person sitting here that at any point in time you cannot go to, talk to, pray with you, pray for you. Um, we'll jump on him if you need us to, because we ain't scared of him. Um, but, we, but, but, but we hope you all both, we hope you both, very, very years of, 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 of happiness and um, supporting each other and growing together in the Lord. And welcome to our church family. Welcome to North Carolina. And again, whatever we can do to make you feel at home and feel supported, out, even outside of the church setting, please don't hesitate because uh, Tim knows a lot of good people and, and he's respected by a lot of people. So it should be a, hopefully a pretty smooth transition for you. Come on, let's thank the Lord for them again. Congratulations, man. Congratulations, dear. We got a few minutes. Anybody else want to get married? I'll hit you up right now. <laughs> Anybody, any, any singles want to get married? Okay. Let me know. Let me know. Thank, that's wonderful. Thank the Lord for both of them. Um, I'm going to ask. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Miss Jean. You're going to sit there and let me forget this. You won't? Okay, good. Um, <clears throat> we have an opportunity once again to get some medical supplies, specifically medicines, some of which you may use in your homes. 
Uh, I'm showing you a form, but there are more of them over here on this table to my right. After service, if you will please take one of these uh, applications, if you will, read it over, fill it out. Miss Jean, do they need to return it to you? Bring it back next Sunday. And the date of the actual, uh, uh, it's on the front, okay. These are medicines that are, they're, they're surplus supplies now. They, they, they were put out in, in different various locations, stores, whatever it may be, and they were not used. They are still usable. They're, we're not giving you something that you cannot, not we, but these are, the distributors are not giving you things you cannot use. So take one of these forms home, read it over. If you want to, if you see something on here that you think you might want to put in your medicine cabinet or whatever, fill this out, return it next Sunday or, or you know, through the week if you get a chance, bring it to Miss Jean, and then there'll be a pickup in later on and, and uh, we'll get these, the supplies will be, we'll get these supplies to you. You know, you're going to fill out what you want, we'll go get them and then when you come back, we'll know how much or what to give each one of you, okay? Okay, to God be the glory. Thank you for that. I'm going to ask um, Reverend Phillips to come now and she's going to give us our morning prayer and then uh, we will move on with service. Oh, let me say this. For those in the parking lot, have you all taken care of, uh, okay, we got the, them as far as uh, offering. Those of you who are listening in or those of you who are Facebook Live, as we say every Sunday, we thank you for what you've given. You can send it to our P.O. drawer, Z. Garysburg, 27831, if you want to send it in. Of course, those in the area can just come by the church Monday, Wednesday, Friday between 9 and 4. Miss Jean or Miss Peggy will take your tithes and offering. And, of course, you can always go to our Roanoke-Salem Facebook page, our Roanoke-Salem webpage, rsmbc.com. You go there, you'll see a tab that says giving. You select that, it opens up, and it tells you how to give online safely and securely. Thank you. Thank you, church family. You continue to give so faithfully as unto the Lord. So we, we thank you very much. Go ahead, Reverend Phillips. Let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, on this morning, God, we just tell you thank you. We say hallelujah, glory to your name, God. Thank you, Father God, for keeping us all through the night. And early this morning, God, you woke us up and touched us with a finger of love and uh, allowed us to move our limbs and for that we give you glory. God we looked around and we had food to eat, clothes to put on and thank God almighty some of us we, the, the hearse wasn't bagged up to our door. Can't help but give you glory for it God. As we stepped out into nature Father God even the flowers and the trees said good morning. So we say good morning Holy Spirit you are welcome in this place. Good morning, Holy Spirit. You are welcome into our vessels. God, we're going to concentrate on you this morning. We're going to forget about everything and just give you glory and lift you up. For I heard you say, if I be lifted up from the earth, I draw all men unto me. So draw by your spirit on this morning, Father God. Bless as only you can do, God. Those that are sick, touch them, God, with a finger of love. Those that are heartbroken, God, touch the bereaved families, God, let them know that you're still with them, God. Those that are prison-bound, God, bless them in such a special way, God. The homeless, God, bless God. The oppressed, depressed, and suppressed, God, bless as only you can do. Now, Father God, as we enter your sanctuary, we enter with lifted hands, God. We lift you up, God. We ask you to bless. Let us forget about what's going on in the home world everywhere and give you all the honor and praise. I could have very well been the other way, but you wouldn't have it to be so. But thank God we give you glory. As we enter, we ask you to bless the musicians, God, as only you can do. Sometimes a song make everything all right. 
We thank you for the ushers, God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you for every auxiliary that's represented here on today. We even thank you for having the opportunity to give on this morning. God, we can't help but tell you thank you. But most of all, God, we come to hear a word from on high, God, in the name of Jesus. Touch the man serving God that's going to stand in John's shoes and proclaim that the wages of sin still is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Those things that you have whispered to him silently, God, let him regurgitate it up, God, and let us receive within our heart, God, knowing that you are able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless, God. No matter what's going on in the world, we're going to still hold on, God. We're going to hold on and see what the end is going to be, knowing that it won't be this way, all God ways, God. Oh, God, we thank you, God. Bless as only you can do, God. We thank you for this uh, holiday, God, uh, that they call the 4th of July. Can't ask, but help I tell you, give a double blessing for those who stepped out on faith and came into your sanctuary. It's something about coming into the house of the Lord and being with the saints of God. Just want to tell you, give them a double blessing of your anointing, God. Whatever they stand in the need of, God, would you just do it for your glory. Now, bless as only you can do God and I will be forever careful to give you all the glory all the honor and all the praise is in the Jesus name we do say amen oh bless your name thank you Lord Jesus in the name of Jesus amen 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 oh bless your name Just before the Somatic Selection, let me share this with you real quickly. I thank you, Reverend Phillips, so much for that soul-stirring prayer. I had an opportunity this past week to visit both um, Sister Ailey Jordan and Sister Bertha Everett uh, at Hampton Woods. Um, and they were both doing well. Most of you know Miss Ailey. Uh, that is her residence now. Uh, she told me she's going to turn 97 this year in October. To God be the glory. She looked wonderful, and uh, Sister Everett was doing well as well, and um, she's just there on a short-term basis. She's in a 20-day rehab, but um, prayerfully. She, oh, they've already sent her home? Oh, to God be the glory. I went over there on Tuesday, so they've already sent her home. That's great. So thank the Lord for that. So if you get a chance, you know, call or go by and visit folks. It, it's, it, it blesses people so much when you visit them where they are. If you can, I, I, I'm not saying this to make anybody feel guilty or pressured in any way but if you can if it's nothing more than a phone call it blesses people so much sometimes when they hear from us and you know I'm trying to do better with that myself so anyway just want to share that with you okay go ahead gentlemen singing like I really feel.
me say that just one more time. I said, Lord, I want to say thank you. Lord, Lord, I want to say thank you. Can I get a witness in here? secret closet. I just look up towards heaven and I say, thank you. Can I get a witness? I tell them, thank you. Lord, I want to thank you. My, 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 Wanna tell the Lord thank you? Did He wake you up this morning? Did He start to on your way? That's enough right now to stand up on your feet and begin to wave your hand and say, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. For two good legs, I thank you. For two good hands to wave, I thank you. For two good eyes to see, I thank you, Jesus. For putting breath in my body, for letting my heart beat this morning. Somebody ought to tell God, go on and tell God, thank you. Lord, Lord, I want to thank you. Anybody know he's worthy? Anybody know he's worthy? Anybody know he's worthy? Somebody ought to say hallelujah. Somebody ought to say thank you, Jesus. Somebody could have been dead and gone this morning. But the Lord saw fit to let you live alone. You ought to tell the Lord thank you. Thank you. Tell God thank you. Thank you, Lord. Tell God thank you. If I had 10,000 tongues, I could thank the Lord enough. You ought to tell the Lord, thank you. You ought to tell the Lord, thank you. Thank you. For one more day, you ought to tell him, thank you. Thank you. You didn't have to be in front of Salem this morning. You ought to tell the Lord, thank you. Thank you. Somebody could have been in the hospital. Hallelujah. But the Lord's suffering. Hallelujah. Lord, I want to thank you. Thank you. Lord, I thank you. Thank you. Lord, I want to thank you. Somebody tell him thank you. Thank you. Somebody tell him thank you. Thank you. I'm trying to quit, but when I think of the goodness of Jesus, it all is done for me. My soul cries out. My soul cries out. Thank you, Jesus. Just two words. Thank you, Jesus. Just two words. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Lord, I thank you. Woo. Hallelujah. 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 
Father God, I thank you now for this opportunity to preach and teach your word. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to help me preach and teach with clarity and conviction. Lord, I just simply pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart will be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. It's in your name, Jesus, that I pray. Amen. Come on, let's thank the Lord for these musicians on this morning. Amen. Church family, if you will, and those who are with us by other means, not in the sanctuary, please let's go to the book of Romans chapter 10, verse 9. Book of Romans chapter 10, verse 9. This is a very, very, very familiar passage of scripture to most of us. Even if we don't know where exactly it came from, we can quote it. Amen. It's just like John 3.16. We can quote it by heart. Romans chapter 10, verse 9. I'm reading from the King, excuse me, I'm reading from the New International Version. The New International Version. This is the Apostle Paul writing to the church family in Rome, the, the Jews who are in Rome. He said that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him, raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. Let me talk just for a few minutes about the real Independence Day. The real Independence Day. July the 4th, 1776, we probably are familiar with that date because it's a day that a declaration of independence was issued by the leaders of the original United 13 colonies. How many folks know that Halifax right below us has part of that original history. They, they were part of that. So the leaders of those original 13 colonies, they, they issued a declaration of independence. As we know, those 13 United colonies will later become the 50 United States of America. In short, the leaders of the colonies publicly announced that the colonies would no longer obey the laws and the rules issued by the king of Great Britain. Beginning on July 4th, the colonies were uh, to govern themselves. They were going to be their own, uh, make their own laws and have their own rules. And, and citizens of the United States, y'all know we love July 4th. Uh, we celebrate it every year as our Independence Day. It's important to us, but I want you to know that there's another Independence Day. Amen. That should be more important to all of us. In Romans chapter 10, where we are this morning, the Apostle Paul talks about his desire for the Israelites to be saved from their sins. Paul says that there is a righteousness that's found in the law of Moses. The righteousness that's found in the law of Moses is based on performance. In other words, by obeying the laws of Moses, the Israelites thought they could earn their salvation from God. But also, while we're still in chapter 10, Paul says there's another righteousness that comes by faith in Jesus Christ. That's where we are. We have a righteousness that comes by faith in Jesus Christ. Paul is very clear. When we have faith in Jesus Christ, we don't have to try to earn God's salvation. Amen. Matter of fact, we can't earn it anyway. We can't earn God's salvation. Here's what we have to do. We have to confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord, and we have to believe in our spiritual hearts that God the Father raised Jesus from the dead. When we confess and we believe in Jesus, then God the Father saves us from our sins. The day that we confess Jesus and he saves us from our sins that's the real Independence Day. That's your real Independence Day. The day that you confess the Lord Jesus with your mouth and you believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead, he saves you from your sins. That's your real Independence Day. Now, now let me explain why that is. Before we are saved, by grace, through faith in Jesus, every one of us is a slave to sin. I know I look good this Sunday morning tell myself that anyway. But, but, but I was a slave to sin. As good as you all look, you were slaves to sin before you confessed Jesus. Why? Because <clears throat> we know that our human foreparents, Adam and Eve, 
They sinned against God in the Garden of Eden. And, and that most devastating outcome of their sin was that from the point of their lives forward, all human minds and bodies were supernaturally changed from holy to sin-filled. Before Adam and Eve sinned, they were holy in every single way. Adam and Eve were not going to get sick. Adam and Eve didn't need to have food and nourishment in the same way we do. They needed it. But, you know, all of us were, from the very beginning, everybody was a vegetarian. From the very beginning, bears were vegetarians. Lions were vegetarians. Even old nasty alligators were vegetarians from the very beginning because the only thing that anybody ate was the plants that the Lord provided in the garden, right? But when sin came into the world through Adam and Eve, it corrupted the human mind and the human body. So now we got all these issues we have today. And I can prove it because if you look at what David, King David wrote in Psalm 51, verse 5, he said, Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Now that's what David wrote. He said, surely, there's no doubt, I was sinful from the very beginning at my birth. He said, matter of fact, when my mama conceived me, I was already filled with sin. Now let me be clear. David is not saying that to reproduce human beings is a sin. David is not saying that the act of reproduction itself is sinful. That's not what he's saying. He's saying human beings are sinful from birth because of the sin of Adam and Eve. Again, they were holy. Everything was perfect in that Garden of Eden. But when they chose to disobey God, then everything became corrupted. Sin came in, and now we have what we have in this world. And let me just quickly define the word sin. And you all have heard me use this, my own definition. You probably can't find it in a, in, a, in a dictionary anywhere. But in my mind, sin is when what I think and what I say and what I do is contrary to God's word. If what I think and what I say and what I do, if it's contrary to God's word, then that's the definition of sin. And it's a broad definition because there's a whole lot of different type of sin, right? We are born with a sin nature. If we die in sin, our souls will spend eternity in a burning hell. That is the fate of every single person unless our souls are saved by placing faith in Jesus Christ. I say this and I mean this. I don't knock anybody for what they believe. I don't agree with you. You don't have to agree with me. But I do believe the word of God. Every single human being, no matter who he or she is, wherever they are, if you don't put your faith in Jesus Christ, when you take your last breath on this side of eternity, hell is your eternal destination. But nobody has to go to hell because Jesus Christ died to save us. The book of Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 and 9 says this, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. Salvation is a gift of God, not of works should anyone boast. In other words, nobody can earn God's salvation no matter how good they are. Billy Graham is considered one of the greatest evangelists in the history of the world. People all over the world know the name of Billy Graham. Billy Graham had crusades all over the world, and probably tens of thousands, probably hundreds of thousands of people came to know the Lord Jesus because of what Billy Graham did, but it, not a single thing that Billy Graham did got his soul saved. Nothing, except when he accepted Jesus. Mother Teresa went to India, one of the poorest countries in the world. She labored for years. Mother Teresa got down in the, in the dirt and the squalor, and, and the nastiest, filthy of, uh, of conditions, and she put her hands on it. She helped some of the people with some of the worst diseases known to mankind, and she stayed there and toiled and labored for years. The Catholic Church would have removed Mother Teresa anytime she wanted to, but she chose to stay there, and yet for all she did, for all she did, and I'm not touting the Catholic Church, I'm touting what this woman was willing to do because of how her faith in God. But for everything she did, Mother Teresa did not earn her salvation. It's her faith in Jesus Christ that saved her. Listen, 
That goes to you and me too. I don't care how good of a person we are. We don't earn salvation. I can give away millions of dollars to support some of the most wonderful charities that there are. But if I don't confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord, I'm a sinner. I can use my talents, I can use my gifts, my skills to provide comfort and care to the poor and needy. But until I believe in my heart that Jesus rose from the dead, I'm a sinner. I can be the most loving, tolerant, inclusive, social justice advocate this world has ever known. I can, pour, I can support every person's right to be his or her authentic self, but until I acknowledge that Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world, I'm a sinner. Amen. Some sinners are good people. Y'all know that. Some of the best people I know are sinners, and they're good people. Amen. Ain't got nothing. No, look, I mean, I'm for real now. I know some wonderful people who, by definition, spiritually, are still sinners. Amen. Some sinners are evil people. But whether we be good or evil, we're still sinners. Here's the reality of this life. Some folks don't know that they're sinners. Some folks deny that they're sinners. Some folks actually know they're sinners, and they just don't care. But all sinners have one thing in common. Their souls are enslaved by sin, and they need to be set free. All sinners have that in common. Their souls are enslaved by sin, and they need to be set free. Now, and now, if you've already given your life to Jesus Christ, you and I, you may be thinking, well, this message this Sunday morning, this is not for me, but it is for you too. If Christians are not focused on having a daily relationship with Jesus we can go back into a sinful lifestyle. And I'm telling y'all from personal experience, it don't take much. Well, it didn't take much for me. I, I can't speak for nobody but me. But it don't take much now if you're not focused, if you're not careful. Amen. When Christians go back into living in habitual sin, we become carnal. Amen. Another term for carnal is to be a backslider. Let me give you the definition of carnal, and this is from the uh, Vines Expository Dictionary of Old and New Testament words. To be carnal means, number one, one definition is you have the nature of flesh or to be sensual. To be carnal means to be controlled by, listen, and this is in the dictionary, to be, to be controlled by animal appetites. Ooh, Lord Hammers, I, yeah, I'm, ooh. Number three. To be carnal means to be governed by human nature instead of God's Holy Spirit. If we're governed by anything by the Spirit of God, then we're carnal. Now, church family, my brothers and sisters in Christ, and yes, I'm the pastor of Roanoke Salem Missionary Baptist Church, and I believe this is one of the best churches on this side of heaven, but y'all know me. Y'all have known me for years, and I've known a lot of y'all for years. I'm not saying what I'm saying this morning to try to make anybody feel guilty. I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad. Not at all. If you know there's some carnal things in your life that you need to change, I pray that this message will motivate you to refresh your relationship with Jesus Christ today. That's, all, that's the only reason why I'm sharing it. If you know there's some carnal things, whatever that, that's between you and the Lord. That's between you and the Lord. But if you know there's some areas of your life that by definition fall into carnality and you want to change, I pray that this message will motivate you to refresh or renew your relationship with Jesus. Because sin is sin. It doesn't matter if we're unsaved or if we're saved. Sin is sin. In Galatians chapter 5, verses 19, to 19 through 21, this is from the English Standard Version of the Bible. Here's what Paul wrote about sin. He said, now the works of the flesh are evidence. The works of the flesh means sin. Here are some of the sins that all of us at one time or another, and if we're not careful, we could slide back into if we don't keep our eyes stayed on, mind stayed on Jesus and our eyes fixed on him. First, the very first one he says is sexual immorality. Then he says impurity. Then he says sensuality. Then he says idolatry sorcery. That's, that's going somewhere and paying somebody to put, put, put some roots on folks. And all kind of foolishness is that. Sorcery. Enmity. Strife. Constant bickering back and forth. Jealousy. Jealousy is a sin. 
listen to this one, fits of anger, having a short temper, a quick angry attitude, rivalries, dissensions, and divisions, envy, drunkenness. Drunkenness does not refer to drinking. Drunkenness refers to drunkenness, being drunk. The Bible does, I don't know why, and I, I've said this recently, we got we to gotta stop making the Bible say what we want to say and let it say what it does say. Paul didn't say you can't drink. He said don't be drunk. Don't be drunk. So, and that's what it says here, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. Here's what Paul ends this. He ends this. He says, I warn you as I warned you before that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. If you're unsaved, you know you're not going to. But I'm saying to us now, just reminding us, even though we're saved, if we engage in these things, if this is the daily or the, 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 the common usual lifestyle that we're in, even as Christians, we will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Spiritually speaking, spiritually speaking, all human beings, I don't care how good you are, all human beings are frail, we are flawed, and we have faults. Every one of us. Every one of us. Starting with the person you looking at standing up here between these two beautiful ladies right now. I am frail, I am flawed, and I have faults. And I'm not saying that for false humility. I'm saying it because it's, it's for real, for real. We may have good intentions. We may have intentions to be good and to live right. But we cannot do either consistently by our own human efforts. That's the key. That's the key. The turn, I'm, I know y'all tired of hearing this part of it. The turning point is coming now. The key is we cannot be good. We may intend to be good. We may intend to live right. And, and maybe for periods of time we do. But we can't be consistent in living, being good and living right just because we say so. You know why? Because you have good days and bad days. Some mornings you wake up and you're ready to take on the world. Some mornings you wake up, you don't even want to get out of bed. That's just human nature. That's all of us. We can't do it on our own. But remember this. Jehovah God made human beings in his own image, and he did not create us to live in sin. Amen. God did not want Adam and Eve to sin against him, but he knew they would. Let me say that again. God didn't want Adam and Eve to sin against him, but he knew that they would. Amen. And because he knew they would, it's because he gave them a free will, just like we have a free will today. We can choose. Here's the good news. God already had a backup plan to save us from ourselves. And as I've heard Brenda uh, Phillips say many a time, I thank God for Jesus. Come on, let's thank God for Jesus right now. God already had a backup plan to save us from ourselves, and that's his son Jesus. Listen to these scriptures from the book of Romans. Romans 3, verses 24 and 26 says this, Being justified freely by his grace, God's grace, God the Father, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, who God set forth as a propitiation, his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness, because in his forbearance God the Father had passed over the sins that were previously committed. He had already made plans to forgive us of those sins. Why? To demonstrate that at this present time, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. God justifies us because of our faith in Jesus. That's, that's what he asks of us. He asks us to have faith in Jesus. Now listen to this. This is Romans chapter 8, verse 10. And if Jesus Christ be in you, and he is, the natural body is dead because of sin, but the Holy Spirit is life because of righteousness in Jesus. We have life, spiritual, supernatural life. We are holy because of Jesus, because of our faith in Jesus, because of what he did on that cross. Y'all hear me say it quite a bit. No matter what we do, we can't save ourselves. We can't save ourselves. And, and I've already shared with you, we can't earn salvation by our own good works. But if we have enough common sense or some kind of sense 
to recognize we're sinners and want to be saved and put our faith in Jesus Christ, then the Lord does the rest. He justifies us. He makes us holy. The blood of Jesus covers us and makes us righteous. And, and, and we, we got to hold on to that. We got to hold on to that. I'm going to summarize both of these verses from Romans like this. Jesus Christ died so that, number one, every person's sins are forgiven. Your sins are already forgiven if you choose to take that salvation, the gift of salvation. Number two, he died so that we can have a right relationship with God the Father. And number three, he died so that we can live holy by the wisdom and the power of the Holy Spirit. Holy doesn't mean perfect. Holy means we want to do right, and, by, and, we, and when we find ourselves asking or falling, or we recognize there's an area in our lives where we're falling short, we go to God in prayer. Holy Spirit, I need your help. Read his word. Now, the things we can do, we should do. But we know that we can't do it all perfectly, but we go to the Lord in prayer and then we put faith in God, the Holy Spirit. And we say that. We confess faith in the Holy Spirit. Because the Bible says, greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Who's he that's in us? God, the Holy Spirit. If you're not saved this morning, but you want to be saved, today is your real Independence Day. Paul already told you what to do. Confess Jesus Christ as Lord with your mouth and believe in your spiritual heart that Jesus was raised from the dead. And when you do those two things, you will be saved. Hallelujah. If you're a Christian, but you sometimes wrestle with carnality, you wrestle with this flesh, and we all do. Today is your real Independence Day. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, this is for Christians. If we confess our sins, Jesus is faithful and just. He will forgive our sins, and listen, here's the good part. And he will cleanse us from all the unrighteousness of our sins. To God be all the glory. I thank God for Jesus. This is your real Independence Day. The day you gave your life to Jesus, you got set free. You got set free from the law of sin and death. The day you gave your life to Jesus, you got set free. You got set free from being concerned about what other folks think about you. Because I already preached to you once this year. The only opinion that matters is the Lord's. The day you gave your life to Jesus Christ, you got set free. What do you get set free from? You got set free from having to be jealous of somebody else, comparing yourself to somebody else, because God says you are fearfully and wonderfully made, whoever you are, whatever you look like. The day you gave your life to Jesus Christ, you got set free. What do you get set free from? You got set free from dying and going to hell. You know why? Because Jesus went to that cross for you so you would not have to go to hell. He's the one that took that beating outside of the judgment hall. He's the one that got nailed to the cross with these railroad stakes like this thing right here. He's the one that let them pierce him in his side. He's the one that gave up his life for you and for me. We didn't take his life. He gave it up for us. He said he was going to give it up for us. He's the one that stayed in that borrowed tomb all the rest of Friday, all day Saturday and Saturday night. And on Sunday morning, Jesus is the one that got up with all power in his hands. The power to set you and set me free from our sins. Jesus knows we're going to sin sometimes. Jesus knows we're going to make mistakes. Jesus knows we're going to mess up. But he loved us enough to go ahead and cover all that stuff. Now, let me give you this disclaimer, and I'm talking to myself first. I can't use the fact that Jesus saved my sins as an excuse to live in sin. No. No. Don't work like that. I read to you what Paul said. But if I fall into sin, and Jesus really does know your heart. Ask the Lord to forgive you. He promised he would. Ask the Lord to strengthen you. He promised he would. And here's what I love about Jesus. When he forgives my sins, it's forgotten. See, Tim, Tim will come back to me two days later from now and remind me of something I said in his presence two days ago. He might. Tim probably would, but some of y'all would. But the Lord's not like that. The Lord says, when I forgive your sins, I cast it into the sea of forgetfulness. It's just like it never happened. 
So what does he want you to do after he forgives you? First of all, thank him. And then say, Lord, help me. What's wrong with waking up every morning if you know yourself and I know myself? What's wrong with you waking up every morning and in your morning prayer just simply saying, Lord, protect me from myself today. Lord, help me with whatever area of shortcomings or weakness I may have. What's wrong with just asking the Lord to do that for you when you wake up in the morning? And when you go to bed at night, even if you can say for a fact that you kept all the Ten Commandments that day, what's wrong with still saying, Lord, I may not have broken any of the Ten Commandments by something I may have done. Might not have broken any of the Ten Commandments by something I said. But Lord, even if my thoughts, if I had any thought today that was sin against your holy nature, Lord, I ask you right now to forgive me. What's wrong with doing that? That's all God wants from us. Because y'all got to remember now, and I talked about it just for a second last Sunday. If you go over to Hebrews, the 11th chapter, and start reading at verse number 1, a lot of people call that the, the Bible hall of faith. You know, like we have the hall of fame. A lot of people call that Hebrews 11, the hall of faith. You go in there and read some of the names that's up in there. There's some rough folk that Jesus, that the Lord said, they made it to heaven, and I'm holding them up as an example. And what all of them have in common is whatever it was the ones who had issues, and every one of them did, is that they still said, Lord, I know I need you. Lord, forgive me. I trust you, and I want you to help me be who you want me to be. That's all the Lord wants from us. He wants us to have a heart that desires to please him. God didn't set us up to fail, y'all. Don't let nobody tell you you got to dot every I and cross every T. Should we desire to do that? Of course we should. But we can't do it. And the Lord knows we can't do it. But he wants, but he wants to know that if we could do it on our own, we would do it. And so since we can't do it, he's going to help us. All we got to do is ask him. Amen. Amen. I'm going to do two quick things that we're going to get out of here. First, I want to say this to those who may hear this message anywhere. Maybe somebody in the sanctuary in the fellowship hall today. If you're not saved and you want this to be your real Independence Day, I ask you to please drop your head, everybody, across the sanctuary and fellowship hall. If, if this is you, then repeat this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of my sins. I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you rose from the dead. I ask you to be my Lord and Savior. In your name I pray, Jesus. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, you are saved. Your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And when you take your last breath, heaven will be your home. But not only that, now you are eligible. You have been qualified, certified, whatever word you want to use, justified to receive all the promises of God, some of which are only for the saints of God. God doesn't discriminate, but he gives you a choice. You can be with him or against him. That's up to you. But if you get on his team, you, all, you always have the victory. Amen. Every area of life. Now, before we close, I'm going to ask Reverend Lee to come here real quick. She didn't know I was going to do this, but I'm, I'm, I'm putting her on the spot. Derek. Go ask Reverend Lee. Want everybody right where you are, just stand up for just a couple of minutes. Reverend, Reverend Lee is going to pray a short prayer, uh, just asking, the, asking the, the Holy Spirit to help us this week. And then I'm going to give a benediction, and we're going, to be, we're going to go home. Go ahead, Reverend. Father God, in the name of Jesus, as we come, we do say thank you for another morning. Thank you for your word, God. Thanking you for using the man, God, to remind us that you gave not only your only son, God, but you gave him that we may have life and have it more abundant. Thank you for giving your son for us, God. That when we leave this world, God, we'll have a home to go to, God. God, help us in the name of just we. God, help us to live by faith the best that we can. And let the Holy Spirit talk to us. Rest, rule, and abide with us, God. God, we thank you so much for your love. And God, we are, in Jesus' name, going to live for you the rest of our life. Thank God. Amen. And now may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, 
rest ruined about us henceforth and forevermore. Amen. Let the church Those who can and will exit out that back door. If you need to go back through the fellowship hall, that's fine. No problem if you need to. Miss Sister Dozine Banks is in the hospital. Please keep her in prayer this week. And if you can, maybe call and check on her. But Sister Dozine Banks is in the hospital. Amen. Okay, good. You too. Thank you. Tell my buddy, ask about him.